Hey, you guys. Welcome to Talk About That, our podcast. I'm John Driver here with my friends, Johnny W. and Dane Allen. How you doing, guys? Great. Doing good. It's going to be an awesome show today. we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to catch up on. I'm really enjoying that music that we heard to uh, bring us into the podcast today. Well done. Thank Where did you. that come from? Thank was you. that... Was that a number one hit somewhere off the radio, or <laughs> that we don't have money for royalties for? <laughs> no. Uh, so I actually produced that at oh, home, wow. and then uh, my buddy Andrew Gomez, who I play in the band with, um, he mixed and mastered it. Ooh, so uh, beautiful, yeah. sounds fancy. I think he's the best. And, we we have a lot of talented friends. You know, it's it's pretty fun. I've never done anything like that, so it was cool to like kind of. I still think it needs a little hook. Don't you think it needs like a little lyric hook? Some falsetto would be cool. Maybe I don't know. We could talk about that. (laughs) Only if you do it. In key, please, Johnny. <laughs> Out of curiosity, when you're recording something like that at your house, did it does it keep your wife awake? Like, or you have to yeah. go to the pri- okay? It totally. If I'm singing, because I sing like really loudly sometimes, uh-huh. and for some reason, I don't know why I do this, but I wait until Emily is home or it's she's in bed to sing track vocals on a demo or something. So she constantly is just mad at me. Because oh. I wake her up, or she'll send That's me the, angry the texts. Life of an artist's wife, man. <laughs> She's the best. She's a trooper. But uh, fortunately, with podcast stuff, and and especially that song, like it didn't wake her up because I didn't have to sing on it. Yeah. The guitar is pretty yeah. quiet, and um, there's a door or a couple doors separating us, so it's not that bad. Do you use an amp or just plug it in direct? Direct. Uh, I've got a I've got a, something called eleven. 11 oh. rack. That's like amp simulation. That was the next model after the unleaven. Mm, which is that's thing. the yeah it's mm. way smaller that's yeah it terrible that's it's terrible got, <laughs> <laughs> it's got automatic passover switches and, and so. that's good uh well hi guys i think we know the most important thing going on in the world today yep. is obviously what happened with the ut florida complete game. and utter collapse i told my friend because wow. i have friends who text me from all i have comedian friends all over the country they text me sorry bro I assume you saw it. And I'm like, a, like somebody died. Like, sorry to hear about your dog that has uh, leukemia. Like, it was that kind of text. text. How would your friends know, by the way, about your dog if he had leukemia? Uh, it was a... Well, I don't know. They just, they just read. They just read. Not, I'm always the last one to find out. <laughs> my, my, friend, my friends told me. Yeah, I wrote a really dark joke the other day, and I, I, there's nowhere I can tell it, but it was basically like, uh, I was really relieved when the vet uh, told me that. Uh, what was it? I was really relieved when the vet uh, told me that the uh, that the, uh, the procedure was a success. But then I remembered we had brought my dog to have him put down. Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that's wow. a really dark joke. Good grief! <laughs> Out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, my dog doesn't have leukemia. By the way, guys, uh, hang in there. But no, my friends were like, "Oh, sorry, bud," and I'm like, and honestly, my response to them was. I'm not surprised at all. Really? I'm not surprised at all that we found a new and creative way to lose <laughs> that game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was surprised that we could because the momentum was all ours. John Kelly, our running back. Dude, mm-hmm. only there at the end, though. No, the whole fourth quarter. You know, we were down by 10 going into the fourth well, quarter. Fourth quarter is the John end of Kelly, the <laughs> But it's a long quarter. It's not like we're talking about the last two minutes. John Kelly is literally... No, he was carrying the team. He's running everybody over in his path, yeah. and we Dude, get to the 10-yard line. He's that amazing. That guy's a star. Amazing. Runs so hard with passion. But not just hard. Like, he is graceful. Like, he knows how to yep. shuck and jive like the rest. Like, he's the best. I think he's the greatest player on UT's team. Well, there's no doubt. He's certainly yeah. he's certainly the key to it. And you get to the 10-yard line. Now, look, I do not fancy myself a coach. I am certainly, now, Johnny, as you pointed out the last episode, mm. perhaps I have emotional attachments. And you would even say that at times they are um, not rational. Mm-mm. Okay. But I'm just being rational here and, and seeing myself outside of myself, my self-awareness and evaluation, I know I'm not a coach. Mm-hmm. I understand that they're calling all kinds of schemes and plays and other things that I'm not seeing and that they're moving about related to what defense is showing them and all that. But I do know this from watching football my whole life, that if you have the ball in the red zone mm-hmm. and your running back is the one that brought you all the way there down the field, there is no excuse that I can find in my mind. Now, listen, there may have been. I do think that Quentin Dorman did the quarterback. I think he changed the play. It's like the second quarter. We had it on like the one yard line. Mm-hmm. It was first down 
mm-hmm. with one yard to go. Yeah. And we ran three pass plays and an interception. It was a lot like the that Seattle drive that lost them the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know. But somebody put that all on Twitter. Do was, yeah. Who yeah, are all you, Seattle? Hand it yeah. off to Lynch and they You know what we don't be crazy here. Let's throw a fate pattern. Yeah, let's throw. We got a we got a brand new quarterback, and he threw it to. And the one guy, the freshman, ran the wrong route. He threw it right to the defender. Yeah. Now he changed the play at the line. The coaches could have called in a running play. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened the four plays after that, but and then at the end of the game, same exact thing. You are inside the twenty yard line with a minute to go and three timeouts for the love. Run the ball. If you go to Twitter, it was absolutely exploding former players everybody mm-hmm. with expletives run the bleeping ball like over and over and yeah. over again we threw three passes didn't use our timeouts we were playing for overtime we're not playing to win right. apparently we were playing for mm-hmm. overtime and that's when they threw the dagger well florida fans got really angry there at the end too because it seemed like they were playing for overtime as well remember they called that run play right right up the middle they called timeout right away yeah and- like they were trying for the field goal yeah they certainly had yeah, we bailed them out because my buddy down in, in Florida is a Florida fan. Of course, he's texting me the whole time because, you know, that's right, what that's, we do every year. It's like an yeah. annual thing. <laughs> yeah. And and he, he says, well, honestly, it was going to be either McElwain or it was going to be Jones. One of them is going to look horrible at the end of this game. There's mm-hmm. no way. It would have been the identical hot seat for him. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is a hot seat issue now or do we just move on? We lost uh, a close game and we, we move on. Yeah. That's definitely hot seat think for so? sure. I think UT's so fed up with Butch Jones. Fans are fed up. I think coaching staff is now fed up. Um, I think that he's gone. You're not fed game. up, though, John. You're, you want to give him? Uh, you know, listen, I, I disagree with the calls. I certainly disagree with a lot of the calls that lots of our coaches have called. I, I think that here's what I see, and perhaps this is just from um, a perspective of what happened, you know, to, in our history, that when you make a change, sometimes you need to. Mm-hmm. But... Unless you know the guy you're going to go to and he's a sure thing, then there is a price to be paid for the stability of the program with recruiting and other yeah. things. And I, I think some of the changes we made, believe it or not, in the past were the right decisions at the time to make. So there is a gamble. There's no decision you make that doesn't have risk. But he could go. Look, if they beat Georgia and South Carolina and Kentucky, we probably win the East. And, and Florida, is, Florida is suspect. They're not going to win all their games, in my opinion. So it, it's still a young season. I don't think you get rid of them now. It's just such a big game for UT every year, that it rivalry is. game. And like our I, seasons can kind of be ruined from the second Did we, did we win last year? Yes. Or did we lose? That was the first time in 11 We came years. back from 21 to nothing won. and blew them out. Mm. Well, it was yeah. 38-28, I think, was the final score. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were down 24 or something like that. Yeah, uh, we were down – it was twenty one to yeah. nothing. Yeah. And then it was twenty one to three, I think, and then we and then we scored thirty something, thirty five mm. unanswered points yeah. in the second half. I just well, think Butch Jones is like such a headache for UT fans already. Like that this was going to be his last year for sure, anyway. Well part of it's because ah. we spend so much money on the athletic department and it's like why yeah. can't we field a better team? We, we have like, good recruits. Totally like yeah. You know, switched out his his staff. Like they're all peop- all new people now. Yeah. So I just I feel like that was the last straw of the Florida game. But. I think he coached a good game all in all. I think that the quarterback. No. Well, listen. I don't agree with you. I know. But it's only in the red zone. The court. Look, it's not his fault that we flubbed the kickoff out of bounds. It's not his fault that we had a a, a muffed punt. It's not his fault that the runner ran the wrong route and he threw an interception. Mm, kind of is. It could be argued that it is his fault. Well. I understand we could always argue that because he's going to take the blame for it. Now, is it his fault that you run four straight pass plays on the one-yard line? Yes. Like that, yeah. at that point, you're accepted. Now, if he would have scored a touchdown, by the way, in, in, the, in the fourth quarter, John Kelly had the ball in his hands on one of those <laughs> passes and could have won the game right Dude, there. Kelly, yeah. but, oh. Kel, but you can't blame Kelly. Although, I feel bad for Kelly. The honestly. Gator chomp in the end zone after his big run yeah, is probably why was, we lost yeah, because yeah. that penalty they had that uh, field position. Yeah, field position, the 15 yards on the kickoff. He's not throwing it. That much farther because no. he threw it sixty five yards. We would have had him on the twenty. Yeah, yeah he's no way the, the hail mary. You know, and is it Jones's fault we didn't put somebody back to cover? You know, <laughs> what do you guys think about the the vol trash cam? 
I think it'll. I think it'll go away. I think it's gonna. <laughs> of course, it's gonna go. Do we know why they even? What's this? Why do they hold the trash can again? Yes. It didn't help. It didn't it, help. It's gonna go it's away. It's a rally. It's like they a rally. had it last year, by the way. They're, it's not new. I don't even. I don't never, even get it. Like I, I, they explained it somehow in like an interview. So you're not I saying in any way that it. your team is trash. Like, tell me, make <laughs> it's sure all it symbolizes guys, I mean, to me. It's all over the podcast and all over the articles. Sure. <laughs> again, if Tennessee's winning every game, right? Nobody's nobody's reporting on this. Same thing with all of his cliches. If Tennessee's don't Come, if you intercept it, yes. you have to come spike the ball into the if trash can. If it's a takeaway, if, if, if there's a turnover and you retrieve the ball, then you sort what of is that? What does that mean? I'm taking out the trash? I don't know. They just slam it. I don't know why it's this, a trash this can. This other team's garbage? I don't understand. I don't know. But, you know, you, did you see, I forget, the opening game. It we was, recycled plays from last year, and that's why we're so predictable. Because oh, that. Wow. It should be a recycle bin. A big green can. <laughs> hey, guess who's running up the middle again? Us. We recycle here at UT. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Man. That's good. Well, you saw Texas A and M in that first game. They have like a scepter, so oh, everybody cool. has something for the secondary. It's better than a trash can. Sure. Like hand, a, it's like it's weird though, like ceremony. They like hold hand it is, up. Oh, like, <laughs> bow to me. You know, it was very. <laughs> I dub the cornerback. <laughs> and then uh, I forget which team has a gold chain. Like a huge. It's Miami. That's a Miami. A huge gold yep. chain around their neck. If they, you know, you wear it the whole next series and then try to dodge questions about recruiting violations <laughs> <laughs> because you're wearing a huge gold chain. <laughs> well, it was a rough weekend. Uh, as as a friend over who we go to church with, who's just a great friend, is from Wisconsin. He, he's not really into college football. He's a pro guy. Dude, but Wisconsin guys are not into college ball. Well, hello. Like, for sure, Packers. That's not, but Wisconsin's not Wisconsin bad. Wisconsin Badgers, well, they're, they're good right Wisconsin now, but they're not ball. historically. You're like just detached from it. I know a lot of Wisconsin Badgers fans that are insane. Well, I, well, I've spent some time up in Wisconsin, and, and they all admit it. Like, college yeah. football is not a big thing up there. Huh. Very strange. Well, I mean, I compared know. to here. Like, well, they just say it. Like they don't even have the reference of down here as opposed to up there. They just say like, "Yeah, we're just not." So you're saying it. all people from Wisconsin think this? No, wow. this was a group of like four wow. or five dudes. They were just like, "That's nah, a, we're not, not that a very big sample speak, size." They speak. For we're going to get population. emails. We're going to get angry emails. <laughs> Did you know? Badgers so. forever. <laughs> Please email you take us your, your SEC loving behind. <laughs> where are they suddenly Southern? Yeah, I don't know. Badgers forever. Yeah. Anytime I want I someone to sound you. belligerent and uneducated, somehow, somehow I give them a really thick Southern accent. You just intensify yeah. your own accent. Yeah, I do. I, just I do that in argument with my wife. Yeah. If I, if I, if an argument with my wife, if I try to quote, you know what you said, you were like, I tell you right now, you should mm. take your trash out or whatever. And she's How like, did that do work I, out for you? Do I really sound that way? Yeah. I was like, no. That's my at church. We call that my Kentucky guy. He comes yeah. out almost every time I speak. Like he now is we're going to get angry emails from Kentucky. Well, well, they had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love Kentucky. If you're listening in Kentucky, beautiful God grass. love you. Uh, uh, but yes, he he sat with me and he was like, he came wore an orange shirt, the whole deal. And mm-hmm. about by the fourth quarter, he looked at me and he said, "How do you people endure this? Like this is and you said, what do you mean, you people?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know. I mean, this is what it's like. We don't just win games. We should win. And we do every once in a while. It was a heartbreak in there, too. The big pass to the end Last zone. play of the game. It's yeah. exactly what Georgia La- did last Literally last, last second of the game. Yeah. yeah. We did the same thing against Georgia last year, though. We just happened to throw our own Hail Mary to win the game at the end. Like, you, you yeah. just... You, you literally you take the guy with the trash can. Yeah. I don't care if he has pads on or not, and you put him at the one yard line, and you say, "Whatever happens, knock that ball down." Yeah, you totally. cannot let them. But I don't think they knew it was going to be a hail mary. They thought they were throwing for the middle of the field to yeah. get a field goal range. They, were two, they shoot, weren't playing de- uh, prevent. No, it there wasn't even two the play. defenders in the end zone. Right, Felipe so uh, Franks. I read it. It wasn't even the play call. He just mm. he got flushed out yeah. and couldn't get to the middle of the field, so wow. he just heaved it into wow. into the stratosphere it was for the a great throw. Perfect, Huge perfect. Right throw. on the button. Right on the button. I'm, so Dormady Marty, made Dormady made a fantastic throw to the tight right end. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Up the right into yeah. the end zone. Yeah, to Ethan. It was Wolf. beautiful. Perfect. And that's how he throws normally. He's throwing off his back leg all day for some reason, but normally the what you saw there, he's a really, really tight passer. Guys, they could be good. It was insane. They could if, have a great season after if, this. If you're not a sports fan and you're listening, I just apologize. <laughs> yeah. We won't way too far with this. Yeah. So Marty, my that's buddy good. Marty, he coached for a Christian high school uh, in South Carolina for like 10 years. So he talks about that in his act, and he talks about like 
they're pro- this is a Protestant school, so we can't run a Hail Mary. <laughs> he goes, I had to send in a Bless Billy Graham. Like, that's all. <laughs> that's, all <laughs> that's good. That's Who's good. Marty for Mar- Marty audience? Simpson. He's a great comic. MartySimpson.com. Mm. And uh, he's a great friend of mine and a funny, good funny comedian. We should have Marty on the show great sometime. Guy. He should. He would love it. Oh, yeah. Nobody likes talking. More than Marty Simpson, let me tell you that right now. <laughs> it'd be a, it would be, we'd have to, it'd be a two-parter just by default. I'm gonna tell you something. Marty was speaking at the uh, Christian Comedy Association, and uh, and and man, I just his whole take on the way he broke down comedy mm-hmm. into this science and understanding that. I mean, I was very, very, I was it, it educated me. I learned a lot in session. He's a very smart guy and a very funny guy. He is. Know? He's a great, great yeah. friend, and uh, you know. I bust his chops, but he's a good dude. Yeah. Um. So, Johnny, you literally – and Dane went and picked you up at the airport a few yep. minutes ago. You literally just got off a plane. Where Where were you exactly? I. How do you figuratively get off a plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could have said Johnny just got home when it could have been yesterday. But I mean, like, oh, okay. you haven't been home yet. You came straight to our studios today. <laughs> You're air quoting. He got off the plane <laughs> in the air quotes. Uh, I was in Raleigh-Durham, uh, North Carolina for a show last night at a church in Jamestown, North Carolina. Oh. It was a nice, uh, good show. For I work with an organization called New Missions sometimes, and they uh, they do like uh, child support. Uh, child support. They do. They do. Uh, uh, Aren't you one of their spokesmen? Yeah. Your plug is going great. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> let me tell you. They are their child sponsorship program in Haiti, and so we raise money and we we have they have tables with sponsorship packets, yeah. and you come out and so it's kind of like that. So I do show. They do comedy shows to help uh, promote their ministry, and so. Uh, they're called Laugh All Night. And so I work with them about 10 or 15 times a year, That's and great. it's so fun. And uh, we got a lot of kids sponsored last night, which was really satisfying. Yeah. It's a really cool thing to do a show and get laughs, but then you come off stage and, like, somebody's really, like, acting on mm-hmm. their – their like, I, I talked about it in the show last night. I said, we're so conscious now of the church not spooking people and, like, let's not make any sudden movements. Let's just be – let's not be weird to people. Right. And it's so cool to see an event where you can go, we can be the church tonight, like, be the church. This is what the church should be doing. Yeah. And so I love that. And so I kind of talked about that last night uh, as a part of the show. And we so we got, I think we got a little under 20 kids, uh, maybe wow. 18 or 19 kids sponsored. That's so amazing. It was really cool. So anyway, yeah, Dane picked me up. But here's the thing. <laughs> I come out with my bag, and I, I forget what Dane drives. I think it was like a Chevy <laughs> something. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was white. Right. So this white car pulls Malibu. up. Malibu. It's a Chevy Malibu. Yeah. So this white car pulls up in a Chevy. It would happen to be an Impala. Oh, no. And I'm looking through the windshield. It's kind of like tinted. And I see this guy, and he kind of nods at me. <laughs> and I think, well, that's Dane. Then he pulls up past me. You like, saw him? But you like, know what Dane looks like. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But he just Because he's right here. I need to probably get my eyes checked. Okay. Hey, you're Johnny. This guy pulls up. Where's Moron? He pulls Moron's up, here. He pulls up past me. And I'm thinking, why Dane move? That's weird. So I kept walking. I walked over, and I reached down to like. And I look in the back seat. I'm like, I'll just put this stuff in the back seat, I guess. There was a body there. <laughs> oh, right no, as, dude. Right as I started over the handle, this guy goes, dude. <laughs> I go, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend. And he was like, I'm not. And he gave me this look like, no, we'll never be friends. <laughs> not only am I not your friend. <laughs> Is that the story oh you said you had to tell me? <laughs> yeah. That really happened. Oh, my gosh. So I should probably get my eyes checked. Yeah. I definitely, uh, you're like on a TSA website right now. Like, so then when I pulled up and I see Dane, when I saw Dane for real, I was like, I was double, I was make sure like that's okay. Oklahoma hat, Oklahoma, Oklahoma flags. flags. Yeah. Why and, are you flying uh, flags? Is it a yeah, game? Because we won. I don't know. It feels good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you, I'm, it does probably does feel good to win. After a loss, yeah. I think you should have to fly those at half mast, like roll the windows <laughs> halfway. <laughs> I fly them for losses. I fly them every time we play on the weekends, yeah. and I take them down Monday usually. Anyway, if you're out there and you're listening, there's no way that guy's listening. But I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I didn't get in, but wouldn't that have been something? I love that you held it for the podcast. <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> what if he would have like? I just don't. What if he just would have taken you somewhere? Wouldn't that have been something? Be like, you know what? What if he's like one of those guys? Who's... Why did he nod at you? That's what I want to know. I think he may- maybe he saw that maybe you were he was on maybe he was on a Bluetooth and he was just like, yeah. Be right there, and he's <laughs> nodding, and I'm thinking like, "Oh, this is clearly Dane." <laughs> he he said, "Dude, he, he cut his hair." Did he look anything like Dane? A little bit, uh, but not up close. Like once <laughs> once you lean into their window, you really get a good look, dude. <laughs> is that really what he <laughs> said? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think he said, "Dude, no, dude, it's no." Pretty, it's pretty tame for what yeah was happening. And then I kind of went, "Oh, sorry." 
And then I turned around and I was like, and then he was, he got out and then his friend showed up that he was really picking up. And I'm sure they're talking about it the whole way home. They're just oh, like, yeah. this dude <laughs> was trying to climb in my car. Yeah. That is great. But it's, it's in your today, defense, he could have been a Lyft driver or something. Well, it's the days of Uber. So I could have just thought, oh, this is my Uber. So that's probably what he thought. This clown doesn't even know. Right. They send you that picture. You know, that's funny, though. I wonder how many people are just getting into random cars thinking it's their Uber now. Because there's, you know, I know it's supposed well, to have you can a... see. Like, you've got the stickers. Yeah, the but it's not like you. It's no, like your no, car it's... is painted green. Now, like, neon. Been, now they have, like, neon signs, No, it's right? been iffy a couple of times for me with Uber where mm. I thought, this is, okay, it said Toyota Camry, but that's a really common car. Yeah. And I wonder this... if I could go out with my car tonight, put nothing on it, and just hang out and see if someone gets in and make some money. John, this sounds why would you, really why would you do that? Like, hey, where are you headed? You know? <laughs> He's like, I, I'm not here for Uber. I'm here to I, kill you. I actually I drove for Lyft for yeah. a few months. And that's right. And it was terrible. You didn't like it? I really hate it. You can't it. make a lot of money, can you? Can you make? It, 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 well, I think once you spend gas and like the wear on your car, I just don't feel like it's, it's – uh, it's we got to get it. your car looked at, by the way. Yeah, I know. Dane's tires. <laughs> Dane's car uh, shakes like uh, just – it's awful. Is it just his alignment or something? I hope we so. We don't know. He, I he, hope it he, is something. Like literally, something. you're just hoping? Here's what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I don't want to take I it said, in. He, I'm he terrified. said, I will not take it in because he doesn't want to know wow. what's yeah. wrong. It's It works still, and I don't want to pay – This is why women outlive men, amount of by money. the way. This is why women <laughs> oh, outlive yeah. men because – Oh, yeah. Go, Emily's been riding me I about feel, it But even sure. like with our body, like they'll go to the doctor. Like a guy's like, and my arm, whenever I bend it, it gets searing pain shoots up into my shoulder. Oh, you want really to pay have, for it, dude. What did the doctor why. say? I'm not going to the doctor. Uh, I'll just – I'll keep – You keep know that this. you were talking about yourself right now. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm. Like you, you're the worst one. Well, I've needed mm. glasses for a while and so – and I about got into a stranger's car today. So <laughs> – <laughs> You don't wear like contacts or anything? No. I feel like you're a contact person. Well, uh, I'm a contact person for a lot of things, but I'm not yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> I'm a contact person for Johnny W. I feel like I've number? seen you put in contacts. Before. No, Johnny doesn't. You probably Nothing. Don't, you don't like touching your eyeball. If I was guessing, no. I mean, I don't know who no, does. Who likes touching that's, their eyeball? Yeah, that's really ah, scary. People put in contacts. Everybody I know that has contacts. Every now and again, I'll be out with them, and they have this moment where the contact will roll up into their eye wrong. Mm, yeah, that's and that's horrible. a scary, awful. You can scratch your cornea, Johnny. You're, are you literally trying to create horror or your stories? iris or other parts like of the half eye that of I don't the know? world wears contacts and they're just fine. Half the world does not have contacts. Well, I mean, I'm not. I don't have like. I'm not a statistician. I'm not like literally I think on. You mean the, statistician? Wait a second. Is, that, is it statistician? Statistician just sounds funny. It's statistician. No, I way. don't. Statistician. Statistician is is more well, correct with the, the original the root word. Stati- statistics. 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 <laughs> So Stati- my doctor, <laughs> so I actually Static- had, I don't know what it is. I actually Googling had a right physical. Now. You guys are definitely crazy. Google it. I actually yeah. had a physical this week, and my oh. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Dane, I was telling Dane that Johnny, there's certain things when you turn 30, which I'm way over now. But I asked Dane if he'd had a certain. A You're certain, not way over 30. How old are you? I'm 38. Wow. You're wow. way Thanks, over Dane. 30. Thanks. <laughs> this hurts. It is a statistician, guys. My bad. Dude, uh, sidebar. Wow. Do you know? How old you were when you first came to this church and started? Uh, I was twenty five. You were twenty. I thought you were twenty four. Uh, well, that's really close to twenty five. You know how old I, I am to, now. That's, not that. that's kind of hair. Well, the only reason I said you you did a message one time that always stuck with me for some reason. I don't even know what it's about, but you referenced <laughs> you referenced. <laughs> it always stuck this with is me. the story of my. You ministry. referenced Switchfoot. Their song twenty four, yeah, and you said I'm twenty four. Okay, the time. maybe I was twenty four. So that's what made me think. Maybe you lied to Dude, make that it was, fit the song. That was wow. That sounds just like me. I am older. <laughs> I am older now than you were. When oh you yeah, first came to this church. Yeah, I have that, that realization about so you guys all weird, the time, man. And like, just you and just like Switchfoot song twenty five. Everybody's out in the audience. That doesn't sound <laughs> no. But I asked Dane this week. There were certain things you know they start checking. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're 30, and they're very uncomfortable. I was going to put it that way. Yeah, it's very invasive. Now, my wife tells me I don't get the right to be upset about that because of all the things women right. have to go through. You're right, and she's right. But still, but when I was 30, uh, he was going to check this because I asked Dane, "Have you had to have that done yet?" He was like, "Nope." And I was like, "Well, get ready." So when I was 30, I went in. This is a true story. And my doctor, I, I had, I, I was, I was in position. <clears throat> For this to happen, <laughs> I like how you cleared your throat. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. I was in position, and 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 he was preparing for the exam, and I literally, mm-hmm. I stopped, 
I put my clothes back on and I turned to him and said, I'm not ready. <laughs> I need, an, you say, I need, I another, said, year. I need another year. I need another year. <laughs> I said, I will see you next year. He was like, are you serious? It's like, I'm not letting you do this today. I will see you next year. I probably am fine. <laughs> and I was. I just need another year to get ready for this. I'm see, if you're listening, don't get yourself checked out. Huh? Don't let John's. Somebody can have a polyp or well, whatever. Yes, I know, but I'd never had. I was just Jeez. like, no, I did this week. Yeah, now there's no now. Now just has wait. To when did you? When did this story happen? When I was thirty. Oh, okay. yeah, my first I time. Like that that I, had the, song. I was thinking it was like the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so my doctor did call me this morning, Johnny, and he gave me like it reminded me of that Simpsons episode. He called me this morning. He was like, John, because I, I was feeling kind of bad, having some stuff, and he yeah. checked all. He says, Johnny, I'm looking at your blood levels. They look great. I mean, your you, even your cholesterol, it's it's right where it should be. Your your HDLs is, are high. This is great. He says, I really have nothing that I yeah. could yell at you about. He's a really nice guy, you know. And I almost did a Mr. Burns. Like, <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm. Invincible. <laughs> well, actually, no, John. Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell my wife I'm invincible. Like I probably couldn't run a mile right now, but invincible. So, um, okay. You know, there was a story. No, I shouldn't tell that story. Oh, you got to tell this story. Is this I, this the one I'm thinking? Of? I don't even oh, know yeah. why I brought it up. Because speaking of stories held for the podcast, <laughs> no, I got to do this, guys. I really think it's a mistake. It's not a mistake. <laughs> so it's perfect. It's, it's a true. perfect First of all, story. It's true. It's not like you made it up. Right. It is true. That's you don't have to be offensive it. while you say it. Like, just but tell the story. Can I if I try? Yeah, oh, sure. Listen, I don't want to be offensive to okay. anybody in the story. Right. But it is a true story. And I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to tell it, but I will just say this. You are going to tell it. It was the greatest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <You're gonna> <laughs> you tell told it. me, when I got in the car, you said, I'm about to tell you the greatest story that's ever been told, except for the gospel. <laughs> 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 like you had to give it that disclaimer. It's like, yeah, okay. I think that goes without saying, John. Oh man. Well, <clears throat> okay, 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 okay. But all the disclaimers, just everything I could say that would make you not be offended, just Stop. insert just that say here. The story. Imagine he's already said that. So, mother-in-law tells me the story of the day we're we're at their house, and so here's the deal: she knows someone who lives in a small West Tennessee town that will remain nameless. I don't want to offend them either, and. So there's a lady there who has a severely autistic son. He's like 21 years old, and he's high-functioning, and, and he can stay by himself. He's obviously an adult now, but he has like a fixation right. on uh, like elves mm-hmm. and uh, dwarves. Like mystical like, yeah, creatures. Yeah, leprechauns right. and, and, and the like. Yeah, I used to work in a mental health group home, and so some of the guys – uh, schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder and things like that. And a lot of them, they would if they had they had like uh, a fixation on one thing or another. Yeah. And, or they would have a tick. Uh, and so, yeah, that's very common actually. Okay. Well, he, you know, uh, nice guy, just, you know, that's, that's, his, that's his thing, you know. And so the mom goes to get her hair done. She comes home to the house, <laughs> opens the front door, and that house is just ransacked. Right. Destroyed. And so she runs inside. She's like looking for her son and he's just sitting there and he's fine. And she's like, what in the world happened? Did we get robbed? What happened? And he looks at his mom. This is a true story. (laughs) And he says, mom, I told you they were real. She goes, what? I told you they were real and I caught one. (laughs) And so he he leads her. He caught one. He leads her to the closet in the bedroom, opens the door, and inside is a Jehovah's Witness little person tied up <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> and so the mom, and so the mom is, oh my gosh! And she's so she she runs in and starts untying the guy, and he was just really gracious about it. Apparently, he was like, well, I could tell. I could tell something wasn't right, you know, about the way he was thinking about me, and and he just left. But he obviously put up a fight. When well, he yeah, the that. place is just, and I just, I started going through all the things in my head, Johnny. Yeah. The house was a wreck. Uh, like, imagine he just came to the door and knocked, and it's like he and just then opened he's the door. Fight for his life, yes, poor man. It had to be just terrifying. And then the the guy's like, these elves are squirming. Like he's. <laughs> and then I thought about the the poor young man who. His whole life has been right. told, no, no, no. And like for that hour or whatever, however long he had that dude he's tied up in his closet, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm right. All is right. <laughs> Everyone else has been wrong and I'm right. And he's like, got to keep it there to prove. Yes, he's, he's vindicated. Oh my gosh. 
That's and unbelievable. So when, when they well, told, you, my favorite part of the Jehovah's Witness saying, like, I knew something was wrong. I said, when you told me, I said, he probably knew something wrong when the door opened. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's sounds... listening to me. <laughs> 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 They're not hiding under the couch. Like, oh, something's man. horribly wrong. Dude, it sounds like a joke. It does. It, it sounds, sounds like... like for sh- like a joke that everyone tells, and, and, that's, it, that's and no why one I, will ever know because the guy didn't press charges. Obviously, so it's well, not right. in the papers or anything. I'm not. I'm he, not meaning it to be offensive to no. Jehovah's Witnesses, right? People with autism, sure, or people who are little people, because the, guys, <laughs> it just happened to be a perfect convergence of right. all of these things. Yeah, that's incredible. And I call my mother in law. I was like, you could make my entire writing career if this is true, dude. It's unbelievable. Like this is unbelievable, and I am. I, Wait, I, what's the connection with your mother in law? I wish you wouldn't have asked that. But that's crucial she, to the story. No, well, it's not. It's like a friend of a friend of a friend. Like, so it, yeah, it's a now when my wife she and got this story online. It, no, didn't she? no, 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 no. And I asked her, and, and <laughs> she searched dinner she, party jokes. And you want to know? You want to know? Okay, because you're going to be sorry that you asked. But okay. this is how I know because at first to me I couldn't remember it. My mother-in-law goes to church with someone whose daughter-in-law is married to a PA, oh, a physician's assistant who works for a doctor whose wife was getting her hair done at the Jeez. yes at the salon and the hairdresser told her the story because the lady was her client boom so this okay. story is like it's so like good 10. it's like it's gone yes, through it's these like heard it from people. a friend who heard it from a friend who <laughs> we should google it actually just to verify no it'll just crush me because i'm gonna write yeah. about no, it we need to you can't write about it if it's already a story that's like a joke you can write about it if it's not been written about yeah, it's, but then people are going to know it's not original. It's just going to be a joke that you I'm put not into a book. I'm acting like I made it up. But it's not a joke, right? If it's no, real. it's not a joke, That's guys. What I mean. it's we not need a to joke. verify it, though. Well, I asked her. I just said, to be sure. She said, I swear, it's, when they told the story, my wife literally fell to her knees in laughter. <laughs> I problem. think I fell on the ground, too. I've had three or four <laughs> people fall to the ground. Like, this is a literal roll <laughs> on the let ground it go, laughing. though. That says a lot about, like, oh, yeah. He probably was like, this is, like, the persecution that he went through, he felt like. Um, wow. I so, think it's an incredible story. <sighs> and if you listen, <laughs> we'll have to edit some it's of this. No, if story. you're a little person out there, <clears throat> I think you could see the humor in it too. Absolutely. I would hope so, but the thing is, we can't I mean, I really. I guess we don't have any little people here to verify right. that information. But We need to interview a little person and say, does this story offend you at all? But it doesn't mean they can speak for the entire population, though. It goes back to <laughs> Dane speaking for Wisconsin. That's true. You know, <laughs> Are you a, saying all little people don't know each other? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Jimmy, I heard that one. <laughs> well, oddly enough, my friend, Jimmy, <laughs> who I told the story to, yeah. he was like, he has a, a good friend who's a mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witness. He's like, I'm going to call him because in the Kingdom Halls, if a story like that happened, they would all know about it. Right. They'd immediately go home and start calling everybody. Yeah, that's a good. So I he was going to try to see if he had to see the, the veracity of the come, story. Yeah. So, but wow, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. You know, I think what's amazing is that, like, okay, I'm not about political correctness. I am about not offending people. Sure. I do, I do think we could take it too far, you know, and, and generalize and all those things. But I think about the rules, like the rules that we have for conversation and the rules that we have and how the rules are constantly changing. Um, Like I'll hang out with somebody who's in a generation ahead of me or behind Mm -hmm. me and their set of rules are different. I came through college in the late nineties, man, it was like the, the apex of the political correctness movement that right then and there, I remember being Johnny is fascinating. I was in a, uh, cause I was a history major. I was in an African history class, Mm -hmm. which was a really hard, really hard class. And you know, it made sense to me at the time, and it still does. Like they said, you know, we don't call them tribes. Like why do you why do you call them tribes? We call them nations. Because yeah. what makes them a tribe and you a nation? It's it's this you have this thing because what they have dirt floors or because they're eating something different or dress something different right. than you do. That suddenly it goes back it's to a way to to be dismissive of them, right? To say hey we're civilized or you're not, and that's how it used to be in the 18th and, and 17th centuries, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not uncommon to call someone barbaric or uncivilized based on the way they dress, the way their language sounds, or how their technology yeah. was compared to yours. And I thought that was good because yeah. to me it helped me to honor to go hey you know these are these are not I'm not just looking at something. That's abstract. These are real people who just the way that their nation or the way that their culture is structured is is so much different than mine. And it's not lesser or greater. It's equal and that culture is equal across the board. Yeah. But it's those rules now. It's so funny when you when you get down the, the road, if someone hasn't agreed, if yeah. someone hasn't agreed in their own level, then now we're all offended because I'm playing by a set of rules that we didn't all agree to. 
which yeah. is, I think, what the political correctness movement is about, is it's trying to get everybody to play by the same set of rules, except that they're always changing. Yeah. And so, yes, it's hard, to tell, it's hard to tell a story because our hearts are, my gosh, of course we don't want to offend anybody in this story. But this is a hilarious story. It's like you, you said, it would be almost wrong not to tell it yeah. for the sake of what? Um, and I, you just hope people can hear you know, the context of it. If they can't send all emails to John at <laughs> right, that's the before we did this podcast. You're like in your head. The only way I'm going to tell this story is if I make it into a, a sermon. Yeah, I gotta. Yes, don't we do that? This is all the, the only time. way you can do Isn't it. Isn't huh? that just like our Lord? Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no. And honestly, I, I don't know. Well, I talked about rules yesterday. I did. I spoke yesterday at church. I talked about rules and agreements. And I think a lot of this has to do with the way that I think about Jesus differently now or think about life differently or faith differently. Because I tell this whole story yesterday, and it's so true. I'm an agreement person, mm-hmm. okay? I wouldn't think of myself as that, but marriage revealed this to me. So we built a house in 2005. When we built the house, we had this very neutral 12 by 12-inch tile put into the bathrooms. And I remember this. Now, I can't remember God's honest truth right now what day it is half the time. Mm-hmm. I may wake up and think it's Wednesday all the time when it's Tuesday. Always on Tuesday, I think it's Wednesday. I don't know why. Okay. And so just keep in mind, I have no, I don't, you have a great memory, Johnny. You have Today's like, Monday, by the way. <clears throat> is it really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so, you know, you have this great, it's not because I have a great memory. It's just because some things stick with me. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, my wife told me this. She said, we're going to put this neutral tile in because it will match everything. No matter how we repaint the bathrooms over the years, we'll never have to replace the tile. And that, out of all the things in life that I don't listen to and can't remember, stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And so almost 12 years later, my wife came to me and said, hey, I think I want to think about getting new tile in the bathrooms. And guys, I'm not proud of this, but I freaked out. Right. She mm. broke the agreement. She broke an agreement. Yeah, that's terrible. I was like, you said she's like, number one, knowing that I can't remember anything. She's like, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you chose to remember? But you said, that, and it probably goes back to money and security or whatever, because in my mind, I never have to pay for new tile or do the trouble of the new tile. And <clears throat> finally, I don't know how conversationally she held this mirror up to me where I realized what, a, what an idiot I look like. Mm. Like I'm fighting over the color of tile, and it really doesn't matter. I got to tell you, you don't seem like an idiot to me on this one. I no, would be, I would be enraged as well. <laughs> yeah, twelve t- years the later, point yes, of tile is it's forever. It's That's not, the point of tile. It's not fun. That's why you to choose tile. Put up tile. It's forever. Guys, you're talking me back into my bad place. <laughs> Laura, <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> we love you, girl, but holy moly, are you wrong on this? <laughs> what color is the tile? It what was, was it? It was like a neutral beige. See, <sighs> That's, That's beautiful. fine. What else? That sounds great. But was it beveled? I bet it had a nice bevel. <laughs> so she came to you and was like we need some bold colors in here you know I don't remember what she wanted to go to because we didn't move in houses but it, it, oh, you okay. moved over the over this wow. yeah, no I'm just kidding but <laughs> <laughs> fine but the idea that I would be so like I couldn't hear her yeah couldn't hear what she was saying 12 years later like I fought it for a year <laughs> and finally was like what's the big deal if my if I love my wife She's, she, and she finally said, don't you think I'm allowed to change my mind? Like, it wasn't in our wedding no, vows. she's not. She's not I didn't allowed. vow that we would never have tile again. <laughs> yeah. But I took it like that. Like, I yeah. took it, no, no, you do, you know. And I think that yesterday the message was on giving. It was on, or in stewardship. And I was talking about the way we look at tithing or look at other things in our Christian life as if they're laws. We become, so Jesus came to take away the law. Excuse me. Let's say that again. Jesus came to fulfill the law. And and the law in the Old Testament was called a tutor. It was a tutor. And who needs a tutor, Johnny? A student. Somebody that's not yeah. smart. <laughs> Johnny, maybe you do need a tutor. But I'm thinking of like little kids. go to college, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny, you? tell me your college story. <laughs> and so I'm thinking like little kids. You know, I'm thinking like little kids really need tutors. Kids are not smart, John. <clears throat> well, yeah. They're students. I was right on both things. But students can also be like 35 years old. No, but I'm saying kids, tutors. You get a tutor for a How kid about that's this? struggling. People, just, people who struggling. don't yet know the content need a tutor, right? <clears throat> sure. And so when Jesus came, the idea was that now I'm going to put this stuff in your heart, and you won't need the law anymore, and you're going to figure out that by the law you can't be changed anyway. He gave them that because their hearts were never changed. So mm-hmm. no matter what I did or he did for them, it never changed them. So they had this rule that it's in order to show them that they needed something else. But literally, 
when we now have no rule, no law, I found myself in my life becoming a person of law and rules and agreement yeah. again, whatever it may be. It's, it's comforting. It may, we yeah. need a boundary. We need like, oh, but, but tell me how I can get the extra gold star from Jesus. <laughs> you know, like I understand that we're all saved by grace, but how can I be extra saved? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'll give more. Oh, well, that's great. If I give more, then I'm extra saved more than that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It comes down to a, a checklist. You being in a checklist, it, and I think that's that whole thing, the, the practical in the way that ministry worked practically mm-hmm. from a lot of churches today, it's just no longer, and you're talking earlier about, about cool church and how you talk about that. This yeah. is, we no longer talk about the just simple message of what we really believe because yeah. we no longer expect it to transform us or change us. So I was in that cool church, late nineties, early 2000, where you stop, you stop using the real biblical words anymore and you, and you substitute them, yeah. you know, and, like give I us good, an example. <clears throat> Gotta give word. me an example of where we. Well, I was in a, one time. I was in a sermon, and the guy said, uh, "Jesus died to save us from our wrong choices." <laughs> he wouldn't say sin wouldn't at say all. Sin, yeah. He wouldn't say sin. That's Jesus funny. died to forgive sin. He would say our wrong choices, mm. and it's not that's not exactly incorrect, but it's a very glossed over it's very way. Watered down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand, like, you know, and even yesterday I said sin, and I defined it, though, because mm-hmm. you may have a preconceived notion. I may say sin, you know, it's, at its basic original language definition is to miss the mark. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a target and you miss the mark. So that when you think of sin, if you were raised ultra, you know, in, in some conservative or, or religious circle, sin may have such – sin should have a stigma, but it has such a thing that you don't hear it. Mm-hmm. You can't hear the word anymore because it, it's in a box that you've already put it in. And what I would have, I would rather you take it out of the box and, okay, listen, yes, we're all guilty of sin, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean necessarily that you killed somebody or you cheated on your wife. You know, it just means you missed the mark, right. and we're all guilty of that. Yeah, Which I think is, there's, a, I think there's a time and a place for, for putting it in layman's terms. But yeah, it's like we, we, we are things we're afraid to say. <laughs> like people don't talk about hell; they won't say hell. They'll say like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to do that. <laughs> oh, I hate Florida. Why did they beat us? Okay, go ahead, John. But uh, I think I think the the idea that over time, you know, and and you said the church, let the church be the church. My wife and I had that conversation about five years ago. Yeah, and it was this idea of, and, and uh, Dane, I've talked about it when I was a young adults pastor. Mm-hmm. You guys, Numa, yeah, we had a ministry there for a couple of years called Numa after. We got a youth ministry and we're doing weddings left and right and, and all these things. And and I began to realize that I had helped to foster an environment where it it was the Christians who were more likely to roll their eyes when I would read a scripture or to say those Christian words like mm-hmm. sin. Uh, one of those people being me, for sure. You think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, what, probably not to the degree of sin equals wrong choices. Right. <laughs> That's a little silly, but I do get like really turned off by like the Christianese terms, which I feel like a lot of people do. But uh, like, for example, I haven't been listening to a word of this since you started talking about Jesus. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you clocked out until I said no, but, Florida. It's you know, right like you can sound really preachy, not you specifically. Oh, we can all sound this way just by using those terms and so, yeah, I definitely understand the idea of using other terms to explain sin or glory or, you know, you know what I mean? Like I get trying to put it in a different language, so to speak, so that people will be more willing to to uh, to talk about it or, or hear you. I just, you know, too far is too far. And then I think they're opposite ends of the spectrum for sure. See, I think over time what we did is, is what here's my experience. It's not I can't speak for everyone. It didn't make people more willing. Mm-hmm. It just made it where we had to continue to find new terms to right. make them feel more comfortable. Which can make the church probably sound more goofy. Oh, it's absolutely goofy. Yeah. If you take it too far, it's just goofy. You walk even in and more. what are we even talking yeah. about here? We can't say Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can't like – and it's this <laughs> – What would be another term for Jesus? I don't – I can't think of it. Well, that, songwriters do it all the time. We can't say Jesus. We have to say love. Uh, love came down and like you know there, there's a moment in well, maybe time maybe that just uh-huh. sings better because that's one syllable Perhaps as opposed does, to two and nothing rhymes with Jesus but freeze us so anyway. that's but 
that at the end of the day, though, and I don't have a problem with that. I love that song and all the songs, but you begin to notice Jesus. You begin to notice <laughs> Jesus. Jesus does rhyme with Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, shout out to Kanye. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like there's this. I'm on a mission, by the way, to not say "into end of the day." I said it at least 75 times in the last podcast. At the end that's of the day. I think that's the first one. That's all right. So if you if I do it, shock me or well, something. I'm, I'm glad we're talking. It'd be a good about name that. for a podcast yeah. at the Let's end talk of the about day. That because you. <laughs> That's, you, that's another thing you said a hundred times right. in the last episode. Oh, right. Gosh, guys, let's talk sorry. about it. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Did I tell you I came up with another name uh, and, and I gave it to Dane? Uh, it's really, I don't know if it's goofy or I don't not. I think I liked it. What was it? I don't remember. Was it at the end of the day? <laughs> no. And it's not like I really want to name it this, but I thought, I can't say it. I'm, I'm going to be made fun of. I think it's going to be great. Nah, just say it. I can't wait for this. We'll laugh at you and it'll be I, great. I don't want to use it. <laughs> it was just a name that came. I was like, oh. Bantertown. <laughs> no, okay. No. I actually did. Okay. It's a, maybe so a bad idea. Train to Bantertown, Johnny. <laughs> maybe so a bad, bad idea for a podcast, but I think. Bantertown? But listen, it might be cool. <laughs> it might be cool for like a podcast network. <laughs> Like a like a label. Hey guys, you're listening podcast. to Bantertown Media. <laughs> I love, dude, that sounds awesome Won't to me. Won't you take me to Bantertown? <laughs> <laughs> I knew. See, Johnny, only a real friend. Hey, I'll tell you, I, would mock me. <laughs> I'll tell you who's who's got a great podcast name, and that is uh, old Caleb Mabry. Oh, he, yeah. he just started a podcast a, uh, a few weeks what's ago. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Yeah, he's got a great intro. Did you mean tell me track. there was not a What's Up, dude podcast before? No, evidently not. There might be like a What's Up, man, or something. Oh. I don't know. But What's Up, dude is definitely cooler because we had a t- we have talk about that. But there's a Let's talk about that. A talk about it. Yeah, we we definitely about, had to work around <laughs> titles. Let's talk about very original. Very that original. dude. What's up? <laughs> no, but I I think that over time. It can become no longer the thing that you're about because you've changed yeah. the vernacular so much yeah. that now we don't know what it is. Like, here's the thing. Yes, if you want to call it something different, that's fine. But do you still know what it is? And if you don't, yeah. um, do you know what repentance is? Oh, that's a churchy word. Yeah. And so do you change it to what? You start mm-hmm. finding substitutions, or you, or you instead yeah, of substitutions are weak. They're they're weaker because yeah. yeah, there's certain words like grace that don't have a real substitute. Yeah, yeah. There's the opposite side of that is you know we we've done that already for years and years and years with the Bible and translations of the Bible, which I think may be probably helpful. I don't know more helpful than yeah. destructive. I think putting I think putting something in language you can understand. You know, my dad passed away this year, and he was all about that ever since I was a kid. He wants you to have a translation, and he dealt he he led in a church where lots of people didn't have higher education or they didn't read a lot. Yeah, and he was he was on a mission for people to be able to read the Bible in a language they can understand. I'm all about that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that. Do you think there are any translations like oh, off the top yeah, of your head? They're like you just go really ahead and dumb. Just dump on some translations. Um, <laughs> no, not translations. Uh, I have preferences, and I know lots of different guys. Now, what's your favorite? There are, you know, I'm an ESV guy yeah, right you now. Are. Um, I just part of that is now. I also like New American Standard, like ESV and New American Standard. ESV is kind of like the revised version of that. I wrote a book with a guy we talked about last time, Todd Wagner. When he quotes scripture, it's all New American Standard, which is very similar to ESV. Let, let me ask you this. Are there terms, are there words in the ESV that are way just drastically different from the original text? From the original text? Right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. But like, what is the original text? I have no idea. You're the one, you, you, so John delves into a lot of like Greek, um, what's Hebrew. the word? Yeah. Hebrew, well, there's Greek too. Yeah, Greek and Hebrew. Yeah, Greek and Hebrew, yeah. but what's the, um, just origins of yeah. the words in the Bible, and you do you study a lot into that. So I'm I'm curious yeah. what you think. Like, are there many terms that you come across that are just just wildly taken out of context? <laughs> no, I, I think like I, I love the New Living Translation. I often use it. It's probably going to be your most conversational translation today. Um, you know, you have the contemporary English version. I don't read a lot from that, but like the the one in the day, Johnny was the Living Bible. Yeah, and that was a living. That was I don't the, know if I've heard of that. Well, one. it's like the predecessor of the New Living. The New <clears throat> Living is a New Living translation, NLT. Oh, okay, the Living Bible and uh, 
I've gone, I've gone cross-eyed. Fire The Bible. message. I don't know. The Living Bible. <laughs> wow. Was the Living Bible and the message are the message, both, they're right. paraphrases. Paraphrases. Yeah. And so they're not meant to be Those are the ones that I, when I think of translations <clears throat> that I'm like, uh, those might be a little off. Well, I that's why you don't call them a translation. So yeah. that's where people get off if they what don't are they know. Called? They're paraphrases. Paraphrases. But people think they're translations. Mm. And I, so did, it, I did. It can be very, very helpful to yeah. you to, for you to read that. Yeah. But if you're trying to go verse by verse or you're trying to break down the original language or yeah. something, which everybody doesn't always do that. If you're trying to exegete, if you're trying to go down that road and you use a, you use a paraphrase, then yeah, it, it's not that it's going to take it out of context. It's just it's got, it's, it has its value. You have to know where to put it and, and how to not overplay it as if I'm going to quote this as if it was from the original language. Well, if you quote a translation, then it's, you might not agree with the translation of the original language, but at least they're trying to use that source. But Eugene Peterson, who created the message, originally wrote it for his children. Mm-hmm. It has a great origin. <clears throat> he wrote it so his kids can understand the Bible better, you know? Yeah. And it became a thing, and it's beautiful, and I'm all about it. Yeah, I read the me- but if I read the message, I always give that disclaimer, like, this is what it is. It, take it and learn from it. It's, it's beautiful. I would suggest also reading it in some of the more direct translations yeah. uh, as you go. But I don't know if it's just about Bible translations. I think it's about culture. I think it's about vernacular of the church uh, uh-huh. or of Christians. And that I, I realized I came to a place in time where if I stand up and just say Jesus and cross and sin and repentance, that there are those who I had raised in ministry yeah. who couldn't hear it. Yeah. And I'll go, wow, what did we, what, is that, is that what we really wanted? And so at, at some point, just the simplicity of the real message, I'm saying real message now when I could have said simplicity of the gospel. That was a great one. You want to mm-hmm. know the best example? We can't say gospel mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Message and gospel. I yeah. have to say the message of Jesus or the story of Jesus or the good news about Jesus, all those work, you know, and I don't, I don't think that's wrong. And if I'm talking to some, you, just have, you have to, if we're translating for someone to hear, but you want to go. Hey, everybody. Now, I say that a lot when I speak. Hey, everybody. Pretend you've never heard these words before, if you can. It's really hard to do. Yeah. I don't think it works. No, I don't think it does either. <laughs> but <laughs> again, I think once, even when you say that, like I, my mind just kind of like, tune uh, out. But it's like, like, no. Yeah, but it's like you want <laughs> – I agree with trying to get the audience to look at something with fresh eyes. And sometimes it works. Yeah. I saw – you see the video that's going around? It's got like 40 million views right now on Facebook. The guy who's colorblind. Gangnam style. No, that's not Game of It's a different <laughs> okay. one. The guy's colorblind. He's this big, burly guy. And he oh, gets a birthday present. I saw that the other day. Yes. He puts on these glasses that are like, evidently they're $400. And his family pitched in yeah. for him. And so he is seeing colors. He sees them black and white, basically. He's seeing mm-hmm. color for the first time. Wow. And he starts swinging his hands. Dude, he and looks like, like a kid. He keeps touching his mouth like, oh, he's looking everywhere. Oh, my God. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're trying it, to get people to go, because how how do we take it? How much do we it's take for granted? Yeah. Like if you've never seen a stop sign be red before, it always looked gray or whatever to you. Yeah. He kept he kept saying brown. it doesn't look like mud anymore. Yeah, so and I just I don't know. There's something about that. I thought, man, that how much do I take for granted? Just my eyesight or my health or, and so I think that's what you're trying to do as a preacher. You're trying to get somebody to look at something with fresh eyes that maybe they've seen a million times, and uh, that's why people go camping. That's why people go to the Grand Canyon or whatever, because yeah. it's like. You ever see a picture of the Grand Canyon? It can't do it justice. Right. Right. You can make, it could be the biggest, longest postcard, and it's still, it's not even close to like, you can't fit the Grand Canyon in a viewfinder. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do with the gospel. And sometimes it's, you hear it again and again and again and right. again, and it's like, if I hear one more time about the crucifixion, it's almost like the Rodney King trials when they showed the tape. They were afraid to show the video. The defense uh, for these cops fought to keep it out, the video out. Well, this video is so inflammatory. Well, the video was the entire evidence, so they ended up getting it in. Then they showed this evidence. They played it hundreds of times for the jury. And at the end, they, they polled the jury. The jurors let these guys off. They were acquitted. And it was a clear, it was a clear abuse of their power. And so that's when the riots all happened. But they asked some of the jurors since then. One of them, I think, even wrote a book. And they said, honestly, uh, seeing it again and again and again, it dulled mm. Our senses yeah. to it. And so we're like, oh, this is the part where he gets up and they hit him again. It wasn't as yeah. impactful the 50th, 60th time. And so that's what happened. The the uh, The defense started using it to their advantage. <laughs> Let's watch the video again. Now, you wow. see when this – and they were using it as a ploy. You're they de- realized you're desensitized it. desensitized to yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, a, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you grow up like we all did, and you become – 
callous or I like colorblind. That's great. Yeah. I'm not That's a great seeing, analogy. I'm not seeing this in, in, in the vivid right. way that it truly changes oh, my life. You just gave him a new sermon. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He's I'm salivating. Sorry. I'm Look out there, him. you guys. I'm, if you listen, yes. if you do our, if you live stream our services, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I think hey, there's something to it though that like we, we are, we desensitized not just to, cause like some people in my, in our day, the big thing was testimony. Yeah. So, I'm going to get up and talk That's about a great how, word I'm going to get up and yeah. talk about how bad I was. <laughs> yeah. And instead of necessarily how good Jesus is. You see what I'm saying? Right. A, it's it's a subtle difference, but it's a difference. Yeah. Because it, it became so shocking that people would fake their testimony. Cuz they thought, well, I got nothing here. I grew up in church, oh, yeah. but if I say I was addicted I totally. to heroin, we're on. <laughs> like we got something here we can work with. People started doing it. There was a Christian comedian, famous Christian comedian that faked a Satanist background. A right. Satanist he high priest. Said he was a priest, yeah. I wanted to be this guy. Like I saw him every I mean, he was so amazing. But he would weave in and out of co- comedic stories into this fake story about mm-hmm. his testimony. And you would be totally transfixed by it. And I just the more I see it, the the older I get and the more I've been around this stuff. I read a quote the other day that really summed it up. It said, when I was young, I admired clever people. And now that I'm older, I admire kind people. And I don't think that's it, man. When I see somebody who really has been changed by the gospel and they're kind to people, all of a sudden the fireworks and their story and everything, it doesn't matter as much. You're like, how come you're so nice when you don't need to be? what What happened to you? That's interesting to me now, the older I get. I'm not as fascinated by like, what did you do wrong that I can... You know, mm-hmm. right. hear about in salacious details of it. And I think, you know, that, man, it's a beautiful, way, such a beautiful story every time you hear it. You know, we played a video of a good friend yesterday who's been addicted to drugs for years and years and walked through life with him over many seasons. And we, he told a story for the first time to our church yesterday. Like he told me, he said, there's stuff in this story my kids never heard. Wow. He mm-hmm. talked about getting arrested. He talked about, and he was courageous enough to say, and at the end he says, I'm I'm still have these same struggles, but no longer do I struggle alone, and I don't have to struggle as much because I'm in I'm in this with people now. That that's the message. Jesus is actually changing my desires. It's not just behavior modification, or it's not just put a bunch of people around me who are always watching me and locking me up. Like I'm living out honesty, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing I'm seeing my life change. His marriage was over, and they're they're together, and they're making it. His kids are here, and and they're they're great friends, and like. I think I feel you, you talked about that. This idea of I want everybody to see the colors of it. If there's a thing that is challenging, so challenging, it's that I don't have the right words. Yeah. Because I didn't have them for my own self. And it's like you remember that movie with Val Kilmer called At First Sight. Mm-hmm. Nope. Val Kilmer's he basically has, he can only see up to like age two or three, and then he goes blind. He has this disease. And he learns to live as a blind man. It's a true story. Okay, it's a true story. And later in life, he meets this lady. And his true story is like in his 50s. Okay, it's Val Kilmer though. And, and he's like in his 30s. So he the has, real guy's nowhere near as good looking either. Probably. He has, this, <laughs> he has this love interest. And she begins, she loves him just the way he is. But mm-hmm. she begins to realize technology now, there's this procedure. And he debates it. And he has the procedure. And when he wakes up, he can see. Mm-hmm. And it's not at all what you think it's going to be. Like, he's mortified. Like, he is so overstimulated. And yeah. they meet with all these doctors and these psychologists. And the doctors, he, he says, your brain was wired to be a blind person. Yeah. And so you, you can't handle. And I think that's the story of the Bible, by the way, when Jesus healed the blind man. And he says, I see men walking like trees. Yeah. I don't think he's talking we'll talk about that later. But he's not talking about, oh, I didn't get it right the first time. He got it right. He could yeah. see, but he'd never seen anything. He doesn't know what he, yeah. he doesn't have perception. He only has yeah. sight. And Jesus touched him again and gave him the miracle of perception. Now you see oh, that that's wow, not that's true. true. He that's didn't know man. what he was really looking at first. That's yeah. what I'm asking for my life right now. Like, Jesus, I've been seeing, whether it be grace or the gospel, like, I see it, but I don't see it. Like, I, it's like trees. I see grace like trees, or I see the gospel like trees. It's just walking around. And he, and he had to relearn. And the, the best part of the movie is, as they show this, he, he holds an apple. Mm-hmm. The doctor has an apple, and the doctor has a magazine with a picture of an apple, and he holds it up to him. He says, which one's the real one? And Val Kilmer can't tell. Wow. He can't tell which one's an image and which one's real. That's the whole conversation we're having about how we listen to the terms 
when it comes to how Jesus is working in our lives or whatever it may be. You can't even say Jesus working in our lives. It sounds so preachy, but we're missing which one's real. Yeah. And and when I see my buddy Jason who shared yesterday or you tell the story of someone's life who's changed, that's the evidence. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be seeing something real. And I just want to – like I don't have the words to do that to, to, to offer perception and not just sight. So anyway, it's a very interesting you know, thing I think that God's doing in me. Um, that I hope we can continue to talk about, that I have to spend my life now, I'm going to use a churchy word, repenting, turning away, having my mind renewed. Like I want to go to every, if I'll be honest with you, one of the reasons I started this podcast is I want every kid, and there were thousands of them that came through my ministry almost those 20 years from East Tennessee to here. Like I I wish they'd listen Mm. and hear me say, hey, you know, there's a lot of things maybe I showed you an image. I didn't know any better, but I see the real Apple now. Mm. You've never said that before. Huh? You never told me that before. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I want you. That's what I want for you guys. Like, and I wish I could go back. Like, I feel like I trained you to look at magazines and think that that's real. And it's no wonder that it doesn't satisfy people and that they walk away being people are are negative or cynical about it or roll their eyes. And I'm going, wow. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have known better the the, the real message of Jesus. I had it. It's not that it's wrong. It's not this right. It's not a heaven and hell issue. None of those things. It's just, man, there's something real here. And I don't know how to get people to see it. And yeah. so it's going to take God to get people to see it. But I think that's his business, and that's what the business he's in if we'll, if we'll yeah. be a part of it. And uh, he'll, let us, he'll let us join him. So anyway. Johnny, did you say we're, – we're going to try to wrap up here. But did you say you had some like segments that you wanted to maybe well, introduce today? I, no, not today maybe. But I want to have a segment. I told John I want to do a segment called Shut Your Mouth. And we <laughs> just pick out a random person who's doing saying something <laughs> stupid. And it's not going to be Trump every week. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's something that's saying something stupid that we can. Uh, there's a, a Gomez who did it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, just as a, you know, just as instruct, like maybe you think that you're the dumbest person out there. And I want to encourage people that you're not because here's proof. Here's the dumbest person out there of the week. Maybe it'll be me sometimes. Maybe I need to shut maybe, my mouth. Maybe we get we could get people to tweet in their the what? thing the dumbest things they've heard that week. Right. Uh, cool. Or dumb, maybe we could yeah. And uh obviously if I do something dumb, I tell on myself. I mean I almost got into a stranger's car today and I immediately was like, I need to tell somebody this. That's just a comedian. That's just what you do. You hide all that stuff if you're a normal person. If you're a comedian you're like, will this work on stage? Can this be a, can this be a song? Like I'm an idiot. So Anyway, I'm sorry, sir, if I almost... I like that. I like that segment idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, I mean, I don't want it to be, like, so negative. No, well, we have the track already. We have the Shut Your Mouth track already. That's right, I'm thinking Andrew Gomez. (laughs) Just play that. You can just put it at the end. You shut your mouth! (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It's one of my favorite audio clips ever. It is great. Andrew Gomez. He dropped it. Andrew Gomez making some uh, appearances on the podcast Absolutely. We're going to have to have him in. I'd love to. Oh yeah, we need to get going. It'd be fun to interview Gomez. Totally. Yeah, he's a deep well. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. By the way, when you said Grace Like Trees, I really thought that should be. If there's not a Christian band called Grace Like Trees, I'm trying to burn it because I may call my book Grace Like Trees. Really? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mind calling Grace Like Trees. What do you think? Or it could be about like just a girl whose name's Grace. Grace Like Trees. (laughs) Grace Like Trees a lot. It's a a children's book. (laughs) John, not conjugate correctly. Johnny, fine. Me, Tarzan, you, Grace. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, anyway, you can get that at wherever fine Christian books are sold. Yes, yes. Mm. I think by the next podcast, I may be able to tell you guys about the next book that's coming out. Oh, you have a new... Well, I got a contract. I've working on stuff, dude. That's the thing. Guys, if I'm anything... Um, can you give us a, a hint, maybe? It's a comedy book. Oh. I'll tell you that. Or it's a tongue-in-cheek comedy hint. book. And it has a really weird story of how it came about. But yeah, we'll talk about it a lot because it's coming out. I just found out that it won't come out until January of 2019. Oh, jeez. So you're going to have to get it. Yeah, it's so we'll have a long time. Why? Why does I it take it, that long? I think it's amazing you think we'll still be here. You don't take here. that long to, read, to write. <laughs> You're very positive, John. We'll still be here January 2019. 52 podcasts from <laughs> yeah. January. So uh, be on the lookout. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-order now at timemachine.gracelikeTrees.org. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll talk about it. we got fun stuff coming. and uh, We're going to hey. build a Twitter. I'm going to build a Twitter today. So we'll have a Twitter. Uh, we've got a Twitter. We have a Twitter. Oh, Johnny, I made, made a Twitter. Dane's going to make a Twitter in the past. I'll and give I'm going to take credit for it future <laughs> yeah, you can follow us at dane tell them the uh, twitter handle it is at talk a b that pod so 
There you go. <laughs> then and I went back and forth, and now that it was really say difficult. it out loud, <laughs> it was really difficult. <laughs> well, AB is a you know, about take short a B for about. That. Talk AB that pod. Yep. Talk AB that pod. <laughs> This. Guys, I'm nobody's going to come. I'm going to make Twitter. a Twitter. I'm going to make a better Twitter that makes more sense, and then I'm going to ask you to follow. I challenge there. you to do that, sir. We call it X Seven Well, I wanted to just... instead of a B, it's the number eight. <laughs> I wanted to see if we could get no one who could stumble well, we, on it we have somehow. An Instagram is the same thing. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. It's fine. People you know what's great for podcasts? It. it just sounds funny only when you audio. Say it. You know what's great for podcasts? They're only audio. A photo sharing site. <laughs> Let's make sure the Instagram. Hey, we account. had to secure it. We had to secure it. <laughs> That's true. Before this brand <laughs> everyone, blows up, everyone was going to go after Talk AB that pod. <laughs> <laughs> They're beating down the doors. Uh, well, we will. Uh, you can go to those right now if you wish. Definitely tweet and us your dumb, your dumb, idiotic thing you heard this week. Yeah. Or a question or something you want to talk about, a topic, uh, those things we're here for you. So, hey, guys. Totally. It's been a fun week. And uh, and if you like the show, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe yes. button. And uh, we can see that kind of stuff. And it really helps yes, out. Yes, it does. Tell us uh, how, what you think of the show. And uh, if, it, if unless it's bad. We don't right. want to hear bad things. We don't want to do that. We don't want to talk about <laughs> I, that. I do. I would love to hear bad things. It ner- Tweet the, us. The negativity nourishes awesome. you. Okay, sure. Yes. All right. Send us. Bring the pain. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.